Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. One thing you guys got to notice and, and notice about me, I have no problems with players getting emotional and feeling how they feel. I embrace that. I embrace the energy and the emotion that they bring. The thing that you don't want to do is take that away. Now, can it be handled a little bit differently professionally? Yes. In that heat the moment, you want your guys to, to be guys that want to go out and be the very best, who wants to come away victorious at, at, at any means necessary. The exchange that we had, who cares? <laughs> It really doesn't matter because when when it's all said and done with, we're going to talk a a minute or two later and and talk about exactly what we need to do. All right, boys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really not happy. Uh, In fact, I I would say mad would be the word I use. And I, and I I hope I'm not mean in this podcast. But I'm really not happy. Uh, and I mean, like intro or anything, or just dive, no, dive no, right into it no, this man, week? no, man. Sometimes you just, I mean, sometimes you don't, don't, you don't need, you know, nothing else. Sometimes you got to get right into it. All right, no kissing, none of that, no hugging, no, no touching. We're going right into it. There's no foreplay this thing. I'm, I'm, right. I'm right into it. I got a, I got a glass of Tito's and orange juice, simply fresh. Of course, you could sponsor this. Um, and. Uh, I don't know why you had to take a drink of that right now while you while you're the only one talking. Because I wanted to. All right, you got a problem with it? I told you I'm mad. Quit you heard the you heard the ice. You heard the ice shaking around. Good that sound. Let me tell you what I'm what I'm at. I am I'm mad at Patrick Mahomes. Listen, I think Patrick Mahomes is ready to take his crown back as the best quarterback in football. I have him picked as the MVP this year. I think he is going to be special this year. I hate, hate all of the off the field stuff he's bringing. And I mean the extra stuff. I mean, and yes, everyone's talked about and overblown the the Eric Bieniemy thing to, to hype. Listen, I don't think there's anything of Eric Bieniemy and him don't get along, or I've seen silly stuff from Chiefs Twitter of Eric Bieniemy is going to be gone by, by week five or something. No, it's over, it's overblown. But for me, it is just his actions. This was going to be a team where it ain't going to be as easy as it has been. And this was going to be a team where they needed not just him and his greatness on the field, but they needed his leadership and the feel from their guy, their dude, everything's good. Everything's good. And he's not being that. Against the Chargers, it started there. I know they won the game, but in the middle of the game, he started getting frustrated and damn near throwing frustrating interceptions that they got, that he got lucky on, that got overturned. You could see it in his face. You could see the, like, there's not any kind of, hey, man, we got this. There's, he's mad or he's always like something, 
something's annoying him or something's irritating him all the time. There's not any uplifting. And then here he's going off. And 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 and, 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 and from my opinion, you all may feel differently. I think he was being silly at the end of the half with 20 damn seconds and no timeouts at the 35 with that kicker. I think he was being silly knowing they get the ball at the half to throwing up a fuss like that. All right. I think he was being really silly with that thing. He was wrong anyway. Nobody, nobody met his ass at the numbers at the end, at the, at, at the end of the half against the Bengals in the AFC championship game when he made silly decisions. And now he's out here just going and yelling. Like he is pulling the feel of, we got problems. He is not being the guy that's just like, hey, man, it's cool. Everything is all right. And I don't, I don't like that. He's got to be more than just great on the field, which he is. He's got he's to be the common influence. And I, and I don't like what I'm getting from him off the field. So I'm in a weird spot with this offense right now because we've seen this before. This is not new for us as Chiefs fans, even with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. We saw it in 2019. Ron, you probably remember that the Lions game, the Colts game, the Texans game, where things just looked weird. And some of that was, I think in that Colts game, it was where uh, Tyree Kill was out and they weren't able to beat man coverage. And there was the question of, is the Chiefs offense figured out? Or is this just something where Tyree Kill is out and when he's back, it's going to be fine? Ended up, they figured things out after Patrick Mahomes got back from the injury. They were fine. 2021, Titans, Giants, Packers, didn't work. I don't know what happened to the offense there. The Titans game, I'd still believe to be the most embarrassing loss since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback with the Chiefs. They got just flat. They got their ass kicked in that game. But then you have the Giants and the Packers games. It's like, and this this isn't right. They, they figured out a way to get it, to pull it out in the end, but things were not right offensively. And then they played against Gus. Um, they played against Gus Bradley and the cover three and everything was fixed twice against the Raiders. I f- forgot the gentleman's name. I don't know what's it happening happened. now because this was supposed to be the week that it got fixed. They played against that cover three. They saw what they needed to see and nothing got better. In fact, more issues started to arise. This offensive line is not playing up to its full capabilities. Patrick Mahomes looks frustrated at all times. Is it, I was going to say, is it just me? He looks no frustrated and I don't, and, and I don't, and I, Listen, I know it's frustrating, but he's got he's got to fix that body language stuff, in my opinion. He's got to fix that. And, I think it's I mean, a it, symptom, though. I, I think it's a symptom of something greater, and I don't know what it is, and I don't think anybody genuinely knows what it is. And, Ron, one of the things that I'm curious about is, is this just a league-wide trend? Like, is something going wrong going on in the NFL right now that has changed? And I am not smart enough to understand what it is, but offense across the league is at down. a 10-year low. The last decade, we have not seen scoring this low as we have seen so far this year. I was just going through to figure out, all right, where's Patrick Mahomes' rank right now in terms of NFL quarterbacks? Joey's top 10 in basically every statistical category and top five to seven in most of them. He's eighth in passing yards right now, seventh in yards per attempt. He's been better this year than Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. He's fourth in QBR. The only guys that are above him are Tua, Lamar, and Josh Allen. In terms of the statistics, He's been pretty good, but when we watch the games, it doesn't feel that way. So I don't know if this is something where defenses have now caught up to what offenses were doing, and that's frustrating Mahomes, and seemingly the offensive staff, including Andy Reid, just don't have answers, or if this is truly a Chiefs problem, 
And I think that's what we've got to figure out over the next few weeks prior to this bye week is, man, do, do they have answers to this? In the past, they have. They've figured it out and they get it right by the end of the year when they really need to after Thanksgiving. Are those answers there this time around? That's what I'm just not sure about. Whereas in the past, I feel like we always kind of had this feeling in the back of our head of, yeah, they'll get this right eventually. It just might take some time for them to get there. Yeah, and I mean, I do think there is something to how bad the offense has been this season. And I I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw something the other day that was talking about how defenses are playing and the coverages and now how they're playing in way more uh, quarter formations and dime formations and things like that to try to defend against the pass and the big plays. And a lot more teams are saying, you know, run the ball, get take the underneath stuff. You're not going to beat us over the top because there's so many big play wide receivers and big arm quarterbacks in the NFL now. So I think that has something to do with it, but I understand why Patrick Mahomes is frustrated. This offensive line, despite the fact that PFF has them rated as the number two offensive line in the NFL. And I do think there's a lot of bad offensive lines in the NFL. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, But I understand why he's frustrated because the pass catchers aren't really doing enough. They aren't, they are getting enough help. We're seeing miscues every single week from those guys. The offensive line has been bad and it seems like he is frustrated a little bit. Like he wants to have more say in the play calling. And I don't really blame him for that. Like, we see Patrick or we see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady throw fits on the sideline basically every week. I don't think Mahomes is doing that. I think Mahomes is just saying, Hey, I want to have a voice in the matter. Like I'm I'm the one that's out there taking the hits. I want to yeah. have some say in what we're doing. Yeah, but sir, do we all know he has a voice in it? And, and and you can bring up Rodgers and Brady, but this ain't but this ain't what we've seen from Mahomes reacting like this. This is this is new. Like we've seen him, we've seen him get into it with McCole Hardman, but not show him up. Like, not just flat out, just show him up. This is different. This looks like, you know, this. this. He's been pointing out the running lanes to multiple Chiefs running backs this year. Right. Has he done that? Has he done that? Yeah. There's there's photographic evidence. But I'm talking about in the past. He hadn't. Has he done that? That's not. He he wasn't doing that in the years past. No, no. Like, he's like, I'm going to say he's kind of being an ass. Like uh, with it, and at least Brady has been an ass. His pretty much that's what he does. This is like this is this is something new. This is something. Oh no! Like it's like all right, man. It's gotten harder, and now it's gotten harder. And you, you changing the way you acting. And like I could see if man, if we've seen him, and this and this has been Mahomes from from the jump, and this is how he is, and he's been some wildly emotional cat. But that. This is something new. You you going off on like to me, Eric is the only, Eric is the one to take the bait because like the silliness of people putting those two as an argument, like it's between those two. Like Eric B and me made the decision to not to not press the ball down the field with 20 seconds left. Like that was Eric's call. Like we all know who made the decision to say let's put the white flag up and just go into and go into halftime. That's not the offensive coordinator. That's the head coach who makes that decision. And he's just going off, popping off at the mouth. And Eric is the one who will oblige and respond as Andy is like, let's just walk off. That I'm just saying that's just new stuff from him. And, and I know he's frustrated, but the way he's handling his frustration is not, is not something, one, it's new, and it, I don't think it's becoming anything that is helpful to the team. So I, like I, that, that part, like he got, he's got to come and fix that pointing out running lanes to people you gotta be kidding me 
Shoot, you missed a couple of passes. Why are you going to Juju Smith-Schuster at the end? Where was Kelsey? Why are you going there and triple? Like, dude, like, back up. He's coming off on a deal of, like, I'm doing it all right, and, and, and y'all need to pick it up. So even, I though if of, that, even if that's true, like, you can't show that at that position. I think some of this is him. Again, I think some of what we're seeing is that this is who he is, and he's just you now think, feeling. So you think this is him, and now he's and now it's coming out? Yeah, I mean, we've seen this at training camp, Ron. We've been there when when somebody runs the wrong route, or like you remember when McColl didn't finish a route, and he's he was screaming, McColl, you got to keep running. Like some of this is just who Patrick Mahomes is. He is ultra competitive, and if he sees something that is frustrating for him. He's going to point it out, and now we're starting to see that show itself on the field more often than than it did previously. And the other thing that I think we, I, I got to bring up with this is like I heard somebody mention this, and now I can't stop thinking about it. Do you guys think Patrick Mahomes is having fun? Because when Patrick Mahomes has been no. at his best, he's having fun, and you can see that he looks almost childlike while he's on the field. And there, that's where all of the comparisons uh, came with Steph Curry is because. When Steph Curry's playing basketball, you can tell that dude is having a freaking blast when things are going right for him. He's always been more, he's always been more Steph and LeBron than he 100%. has been Kobe and 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 Tom. Where it looks like uh, he's just he's just he's, he's just, just fun trying to get he, through the game to show his greatness. He looks like he's enjoying it now. He's somewhere else. And I I think a lot of that is because it is harder now for him, man. It is hard to move the football this year. And some of that, I think, is the receivers. Some of it is the offensive line. I do think some of that is an Andy problem and an Eric Bieniemy problem and a scheme problem. I, I don't think they have answers that are obvious to them right now. And in previous years, more often than not, they've had answers to any of the problems that were put their direction and so I think some of this is like the reason why I'm not up in arms about what happened prior to halftime or about Mahomes showing Clyde where he needs to turn or anything like that. I think all of this is a symptom of a bigger problem. And I, I think my question that I still don't, I, I don't know that we're going to know the answer to honestly all year long, and maybe it ends up getting solved. And so it's, it's not a big issue, but where is this frustration stemming from? Is it a frustration towards Andy? Is it a frustration towards Eric? Is it a frustration towards the offseason and him now seeing like, oh no, now I see that we needed Tyreek Hill and I'm mad at the organization for not having that dude here. I don't know. I don't know what any of those answers are, but I think that's where the frustration for Chiefs fans and for Patrick Mahomes lies is what is the bigger issue here? Not just what happened right before halftime. Yeah, but I, I think that we see this with any professional football player or really in any profession really where the longer you're in a, a particular job and you find success and you're more comfortable in your standing that sometimes you're a little bit more prone to voice your frustrations and i just sure. think that's some of what this is like they're still good it, it's only one loss it was a really bad loss but it's only one loss it's only week and they four still should have won by the season. way that's the other thing yeah. if, if they make their extra point if they end up going and making that kick like they win the game and if they don't have a stupid penalty on chris jones like it was a terrible loss and nothing about that game changed how i felt about the colts i think they still stink like, that was not yeah. a good victory by any stretch of the imagination chiefs gave that one away they, they should have won that game it was as frustrating as it was for us to watch. It was just as frustrating for them to play in that game. But my issue is, sir, is just, like he's just acting different. 
Now, if you're telling me that this is his natural growth and that he is growing as a player and he's finding himself and his finding himself is this, all right, man. I, I, mean, I, I think he's earned the right to get frustrated and show it. Like, oh, I, he deserves to do that. I'm not, I'm not saying he's earned. I'm not saying he hadn't earned the right. I'm just saying for me at that position, your body language, how you, especially him as the un, uh, unquestioned leader of this group, his body language, what he's doing matters at that position. And he is not getting off. He's not giving off the, hey, man, everything's going to be all right. He's giving off of, hey, man, y'all better stop messing up. Even though I'm missing deep throws and I'm missing MVS down the field, and I'm missing people down the field, but y'all better, y'all better get this thing right. And that's never been him. And he's never done that. Pat has always felt like the uplifting teammate. And if this is him growing and changing, then I mean it's gonna I guess it's gonna take for us some getting used to it, but it certainly didn't help out on the field out there. I bet yeah. I bet you Amendola, I bet you Amendola didn't even want to walk anywhere near him. This man Whoa. Pat might kill me. <laughs> he shouldn't, and, and Bat could have, and it would have been understandable. Hey, um, they try to kill me. <laughs> I, I think some of it is the natural, like this is him kind of evolving into the leader that he's going to be, and right, wrong, or indifferent. Like that's that's where this is going. I also think some of it is. I wonder if he's totally aligned with where everything's at right now, organizationally. Like I, I do think that there is some frustration with the way that this season has started out. Everything felt so easy against Arizona. And everything ever since then has felt so freaking hard for this team. So that's why this week, like, you go into Tampa Bay, well, buddy, it ain't getting any easier than it was last week against Indianapolis. No, I can promise you that much. And that's why, man, that that frustrated to me that, I don't know, man, that new leadership way of going about things, that frustration thing, that don't seem to be helping. Like that, like him just, the way he's going up and down. Like I said, oh, so now, oh, so now you kicking stuff at, at the at Eric going in the half, like all right, boy. I mean, boy, we're really, really saddled up. Made it. It made it seem like, and I'm with y'all. Look, like, hey man, it's just one loss. It was one bad game that is very hell. Even with the offensive problems that we'll get to, very solvable if your special teams didn't take a dump on the field. Like you win going away, but like he's out here acting like. Like that's what he's doing. I told you what he looks like is Gordon. What it reminds me of is Mighty Ducks, D two Mighty Ducks, and Gordon Bombay started to go with the slick back hair once he started getting all those perks from Team USA, and now he's going out and dating a chick from Iceland, and now he gets mad when they lose and make them run ice sprints up and down after the game, and he's some sort of pompous dude that's somebody completely different than the guard than the Gordon Bombay who came up with the flying feet. And now he's somewhere else. And that, that's what Pat is like he's doing, man. I, hey, man, it's important at that position. This is his team. And lead that thing. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. He got me so, mad. So if he changes up his hairstyle, we should really start to work. If he starts going <laughs> slip back like Pat Riley or Gordon Bombay, we got a problem. We got a problem. If he shaves his head or something and he starts going like <laughs> – like Kendall Roy or something from Succession. Like, we got a real problem around here. He's going to grow it out like Prince here pretty soon. That's coming. That's the okay, next I can, well, Okay, well, I can go with that. Like, he's <laughs> going to do that. I, I can go with that. Parlay, my office, five minutes. We'll, like, play the same game at the same time. The Arrowhead Pride Same Game Parlay with Pete Sweeney, presented by DraftKings. 
Pete Sweeney here. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, and I'm here with another same-game parlay as presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's called Ride with Arrowhead Pride. So far on the year, we are 1-2, and two, so we're trying to even out our record in this game, the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football. We, of course, have a Kansas City Chiefs win. We also think Jarek McKinnon will be involved in the passing game. We have him over 20 yards. We got Patrick Mahomes for two touchdowns, and one of them goes to the most reliable tight end in the NFL in Travis Kelsey. If you bet that on DraftKings Sportsbook, you get plus 650 odds. So if you spend $100, you can win 650. Once again, it's Patrick Mahomes with two touchdowns, one of them to Travis Kelsey. Jarek McKinnon has over 20 yards, and the Chiefs win in Tampa Bay. It's the same game parlay presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Ride with Arrowhead Pride. All right, no thanks to you, Pete. Um, as as we do all the time uh, here, if you if you I don't know you all. Listen I, to I, I will just like to say that I helped make the picks this week, and they're gonna hit. They're gonna cash. Woo! Uh, how did we do last feel week? All great about that. Yeah, how did we do last week? It, it was bad. We've been really bad two weeks in a row. We hit them all on week one. We we got it this week. We're gonna bounce back. That happens. Now, that happens. Now, did you help with those picks last week too? Yeah, I think Serta was just week one. I think Serta was week one. Yeah. He didn't help the last yeah, two yeah. weeks, and then he's back at it this week. That's yeah. that's what Pete, happened there. Pete was feeling himself after my help got him some cash in week one. That makes sense. Well, uh, judging by the 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 great numbers, thank you so much to our listeners. Um, you know we do this each every week when the Chiefs have the ball. And, BK, I know this is a serious defense. Right. This, I mean, the Chargers were really good. This is, this may be the best all around defense that the Chiefs face all year. This Tampa, this Tampa defense. And when the Chiefs have the ball, this is probably the guy who we were just talking about needs to be big time. Yeah. This is a Mahomes go be great game. Like he needs to go out there and, I don't think you're getting more than like 24 points against this Bucks defense. That should be the expectation going in and Mahomes figure out a way because you can't run the ball against this defense. They will find a way to snuff out everything against you defensively when it comes to that, your running game and Missouri, or the, the chiefs already are not a particularly good running team. So when you get Missouri, neither of them are so, somehow Missouri's actually a better running team than the chiefs are, but that's, that's not a high bar to clear. Um, <laughs> This team just they they can't do it right now, and their best run blocker in the past has been Trey Smith. He's not right. So against this defensive line, they know what you're trying to do. It's going to come down to Mahomes going out there and making plays. You need Travis Kelsey to go make some big time plays on third down, which is a problem for this team right now. They have not been good on third down either of the last two weeks, and you need something from one of those complimentary receivers, not named Juju Smith Schuster. I don't care if it's MVS. I don't care if it's McColl. I don't care if it's Sky Moore. But one of them has to step up with some big plays, and they have not done really much of anything the last couple of weeks. See, I can't even go there right now. I told you I'm coming in here hot and fired and pissed. I'm mad. <laughs> and, 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 and here is more of it. Everything you're talking about, this team has invested way too much in their offensive line for them to be having, hey, you got to go do it all on your own, Mahomes. You got to go do it all by yourself. You got to have a go have a go get it Mahomes game. No, this offensive line, 
I have been annoyed with since the preseason. I said it last week. The only way that the Colts defense is going to to give them problems, and we talked about the Gus Bradley style of defense that they should have openings down the field, whatever, is if this if this group up front allows pressure. And what if they do from the jump? I don't give a hot damn what pro football focus grades them out as. Anybody here who watched that game to think that was the second best offensive line, then there had to have been some pathetic, pitiful offensive lines playing all Sunday if the Chiefs were the second best. They allowed pressure all game long. Clyde Edwards-Alaire rushed for a, a nice, toasty zero yards. So they couldn't <laughs> run the ball at all. I mean, I feel like I'm about to go Jim Moore. We couldn't run the ball. We couldn't protect the ball. We couldn't convert a third down. They didn't do nothing. And it's all starting from that offensive line. You can kiss You can kiss everything I got. I hear you with the MVS. He's got to do stuff. I hear you with, with McColl, who was clearly injured. I hear you with all that stuff. But this offensive line, they've invested draft picks, Creed Humphrey, you were supposed to be graded out as maybe the best offensive lineman. Well, you need to show it. Trey, he's been good. He's been good. I need to show it enough. Not, not enough. Trey, I don't know if you're injured or what. Something has to turn. But y'all got to do – if he's too hurt, then he needs to sit down. And, and Joe Tooney, you're one of the highest paid offensive linemen, offensive guard in football. It's got to be better. And Orlando, you want to get paid like a, th- a top three offensive lineman. And, they, uh, and they're sitting here against San Diego. We got to hold your damn hand and get the ball out in two seconds because we don't have any confidence. They're, that you they're can, in L.A. now. Wow. That, that you can hold up wherever the hell they are. All right? I'm just saying, this offensive line, they've invested. They've invested trade assets, draft picks, money up and down. The only one that I look at and say, hey, man, you do the best you can, and that's 7-7. All right, 7-7, you go out there and you do the best you can, and he should be the one you're helping. This offensive line has been giving up hits on Patrick Mahomes, the most important piece in the in the organization. They've been giving up hits on him since the damn preseason when nobody's blitzing or doing stunts. They've been getting hit. He's been getting hit. They got to stop this. Now Matt got to go win the game by himself and win the game and try to get the ball out under two seconds because the offensive line stinks. No, nah, I mean, they got to come and give you something. Talk about he got to go win it by himself. They got to give you something. Them jokers I, up front ain't earned it. I hear you, but do you disagree with it? Like, do, do you think that anything is going to be different this week? I don't know if you saw the Shaq Barrett comment on the Chiefs offensive uh, man, line. I, that, that's so disrespectful out here Whew. speaking honestly. That is so disrespectful. I mean, he's speaking honestly, but that's disrespectful as hell. Yes. For anybody listening to this that has not heard the comment. matchups. Oh, my God. He said uh, in, when comparing the Chiefs' offensive line today to the one that they saw in the Super Bowl that the Bucks just absolutely destroyed uh, and then made the Chiefs go out and spend every asset possible on their offensive line as a result. He said, quote, I really don't think it's too much of a difference. I think we have a lot of favorable matchups in this game. We have an opportunity to really dominate the game, to impose our will as pass rushers. We can really have a coming out party in this one. End quote. Again, that was Shaq Barrett on the Chiefs' offensive line and the difference between what they are now versus what they were in the Super Bowl whenever they played against them. Who, buddy? Do, do you, you want me to off the starting five from that Super Bowl? Because I have them right here. Just to illustrate how disrespectful this is from Shaq Barrett, Austin Ryder, Nick Allegretti, Stefan Wisniewski, Andrew Wiley, and Mike Remmers was the Chiefs' starting Mike Remmers, Mike. Mike Remmers, Orlando. That's what he's comparing you to is Mike Remmers. you got to be kidding me. Mike Rimmers, who has two 
pathetic Super Bowl performances in an, under his belt. All right, he got absolutely worked over by Von Miller. By the way, that's coming soon. And then he and now he's gotten worked over by the Bucks. And now he's comparing you, who you want to get paid as a top three. Well, I mean, Shaq is just coming out to tell you if you don't have any balls, anything between your legs to get yourself ready for this game. Come on, man. Come on. And the, and you know what the scary part is, BK? I can get all myself good and hot and fired up and bothered by this. I can do all of this and hear Shaq Barrett say this stuff and have that stuff plashed up against the wall. But the scary part is, BK, and I feel like this is where you're trying to go, is is it even possible that they can do better? I, I think it's possible they can do better than the Super Bowl. Like it that was one of be. the worst performances in the, of offensive line play <laughs> that I've ever seen. So, like, yes, I, no, I, I I'm, do I'm believe it. Super, I'm talking about better than what they've been putting out right now. Yeah, I'm talking about it, Mike Mike Rimmer's ass. <laughs> I think that's that's a, those are like two different conversations. But can it be better than what it's been so far this year? I mean, I, I think part of why it's been bad this year is because I, I think that Trey Smith is hurt, and I think they just believe that Trey Smith at like fifty percent is still better than the backup offensive lineman that they've got as a potential replacement for him. So I I kind of think, like in some ways, Barrett's right. I, I do think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line is going to put a hurt on this offensive line. And one of the things that we're going to see is the Bucs are not afraid to blitz Patrick Mahomes. And what we saw last week is that the Colts were not afraid to run a bunch of stunts and blitz against Patrick Mahomes. The Chargers destroyed this offensive line with a bunch of stunts against Patrick Mahomes. So I, I think you're going to see more of the same, and I think the results are going to be pretty similar because we have no reason to believe that they won't be similar. I, I, I'm sorry, Serta. If this team is going to be a real, legit Super Bowl contender, like they're going to have to hold up against teams like this and, and, and hold up in a in a fashion to where they can run stuff that allows Patrick Mahomes and this crew to be able to be who they need to be, right? Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they, they, they have to. If they can't, like that Charger game, man, that ain't gonna work. Like, they, I mean, he's they, they got to be able. They, you could see the game plan, like what Brady does, get it out in under two seconds. That, like, they got to hold up. Well, and I'm curious because during the Chargers game, it felt like that was the plan out of the gate. Yes. Like, like, like they never wanted to veer off of that because they were afraid of him taking hits. And so I'd be curious if they try to change that up because it, I feel like it was kind of the same thing against the Colts and like they win that game. If it's not for all of just the boneheaded plays and the, the special teams mishaps and whatever, like I, I think that they win that football game, uh, obviously if, if all of that stuff doesn't happen, but this offensive line does have to play better. I don't really understand what PFF's evaluating, like ranking high as high as they high. are. Because <laughs> if you're watching every snap of every game, like we have so far this season, they have not been particularly impressive. Patrick Mahomes has taken a lot of hits, and and, and it's and it's been because they're allowing pressure quick. Like he's got dudes in his face right away, and he immediately has to bail out of the pocket. And sometimes we we've seen Patrick do it when he doesn't have to, but it's because he feels like there's pressure coming on him because he's been under pressure the entire game. So they have to do it. And I, I think that they've found success against this Tampa defense before. I know they're playing really, really good so far this season, but I, I think that they have to do it down the field and they've got to give Mahomes some protection and they've got to try to open things up and get the offense moving with, with Patrick Mahomes arm a little bit. And I think that they can win this game still.
Yeah, I, I'm sorry, man. Pro football focus is stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's just the best I can. I don't I'm understand sorry, how, how, how the evaluation. Sorry, I don't know if they're eating anymore. bad cheese, bad dairy, or something. I don't know. It's uh, just stupid. I believe it was Travis Kelsey who said that uh, agents pay them to boost people's ratings. So that's stupid. It really is. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right. Um, listen, I, like to me, we, we talked about there when, when the Chiefs have the ball. Uh, it, it, the Bucks offense has not been good this year, right? I mean, they, I mean, they 19, I feel, I believe is their season high. They scratched and clawed to get to 12 last week. Have not and, scored a first half touchdown yet. This yeah, is that's that sounds that sounds about right. Now they should get some guys back. Mike Evans will be back. Godwin has played his practice a little bit more this week. Julio Jones could potentially be back. So that does change things. And he's not just throwing to Russell Gage and Scotty Miller and, and, uh, and Rashad and, Perriman, Rashad Perriman. So there, there should be more, but even with that, what, if there's anything, what, what fear do you have from this offense? I mean, this offense has struggled, but it, it, from, from the chiefs defensive perspective, what is it that you, if, if any, that you fear that concerns you the most? Mike Evans. Like, with a bullet. It, it, number one, two, three, four, five, where is Mike Evans? It should be where's Waldo for the Chiefs defense from start to finish in this game. Look for number 13, double-team him every time. Like, that—that that yeah. is the game plan going in because you have nobody that can cover Mike Evans one-on-one. You look at what's given the Chiefs issues so far defensively this year because I think the defensive unit overall has been really impressive. But you look back at what's been a problem for them, it's the big-bodied guys that make contested catches. Mike Williams shredded them apart against the Chargers. And last week, like the Colts offense didn't do a ton of damage, but when they did, it was that Jelani Woods character who had like three snaps in the game. All of them came in the red zone and he ended up with two touchdowns as a result, both of which were just the high pointing the ball over the middle of the field. So 
if I'm a Chiefs fan going into this one, the one guy that's really scary for me yeah. is Mike Evans because he can do what's given the Chiefs problems all year long so far. Yeah, I mean, in in in, in the game, the game against the Cowboys, who they struggled in offensively, he was able to make some plays in that game. He scored their touchdown. He was able to make some plays in the second half that changed things. And I and, and I think you brought it up is whatever. It is that happened in the second half against the Chargers. Like maybe that that more of that, whatever they did, because there was some adjustment because Mike mm-hmm. Williams was absolutely working them over. Whatever Spags and company did in that second half, uh, that that may be something to go to because, I mean, like you said, like him and Brady, you know, he'll he'll put the ball in the right spot for him to be able to use his size, and he does it anyway. He'll box people out like he's playing basketball. So, I mean, whatever was done in the second half uh, is maybe the key in what they did against the against the Chargers with Mike Williams. For me, though, I, I with all that, and I agree with you, that's the fear. Um, I've been here before. Look, we knew that the Bucks' interior offensive line was a problem for them, and really their offensive line all the way around was a problem for them. The Packers gave them fits up front last week. The Cowboys gave them fits up front. The Saints gave them fits up front. There is nobody on this interior offensive line that should be able to handle 95. And 95 should be extremely motivated. You owe the team one. Whatever the hell you said that we still don't know what you said, that had to be something in in the lines of, I'm going to kill you with a racial slur tied to it, something. I mean, because I still, because those two, those two look like civil people talking and standing on the field, and then 15-yard penalty came at just a hell of a time. So whatever it was, he took a, he all I can lean on is, is what Chris Jones said after the game, and he said, you can put it on me. All right, we put it on you. Now you need to come out on Sunday night football in primetime and kick ass and you ain't going up against Larry Allen. You got these guys that you can take advantage of. So everything that we're talking about with Mike Evans, Chris Jones should make it hell to even get the ball to Mike Evans because he is going up there and and, and absolutely disruptive over this whole game. You need to see the Chris Jones that we saw against uh, Dallas last year, the Chris Jones that had a takeover period against the Chargers on Thursday night football in week two. That guy needs to be – dominant in this game because he's got the matchup for it yeah Tom Brady this year is not under pressure a whole lot even though his offensive line is bad and that's because he's getting rid of the ball unbelievably quickly so what you've got to do is you got to get there quick and that is not what these defensive ends do very well for for the Chiefs they are guys that are more sustained rush they're going to win with effort it's going to be about hey are they holding the ball Yep. That's what the defensive ends for this team do. The guy that can get there quickly is Chris Jones. So if you're going to get to Brady, it's got to be Jones. I think, honestly, he's the only guy capable of getting there quickly on this entire Chiefs defensive line. Nick Bolton, maybe with some blitzes, can do some of that as well. But otherwise, it's almost entirely on him. And I'm with you, Ron. He's got to do it because we know when Brady gets under pressure, especially at this point in his career, it makes him so uncomfortable because that dude does not want to be hit. He becomes very human 
when you're able to do that. It's just a matter of getting there quickly and being able to bring that pressure, especially up the middle. Sort of, we've seen it for 46 years. You get the, you get pressure <laughs> up the middle on him, and he's a different quarterback. And well, even, like you said, BK, now he's unloading that thing. He don't want to get touched. No, and, no. Well, and, and Spags knows that. Like, when Spags looks at the film from these first three games for the Bucks, like, he knows that, okay, that's where we have to attack. So I'd expect a lot of that from Spags because in, in a in a just awful performance against the Colts, like Spags was the best part of that for the Chiefs on Sunday. Like Spags was the best coach on the field, I think, on yeah. Sunday. Like their, their defense played really well. He was bringing pressure all day. He was dialing things up. He was, he was doing like really nicely timed blitzes and, and weird looks that were confusing the Colts. And so – you're not going to confuse Tom Brady, but I think that Spags is going to dial some things up to try to get pressure on him to, you know, try to beat those quick passes. Cause Brady will do that all day. Like Brady's fine. Just say, Oh, I'll get rid of it a second and a half. Like you're not, you're never going to hit me. Cause I'm going to do this all day long. And so if you get him a couple of times early in the game, I do think that you can upset him enough that he'll start to make mistakes and, and he'll start getting annoyed by the pressure that you're putting on him. Yeah, so I, I it's it's Chris Jones. As I said, man, you owe this team. You owe this team for last week. Chris Jones, we know he loves primetime stuff. He's in primetime Sunday night football. You know it's going to be talked about, that penalty. He's probably been seething all week. I, I expect from him one of those signature Chris Jones games. Straight up, I do. All right, for the game that is sweeping the nation, certified or imposter. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. And I want to, I want to, I want to say. It. He did it, ladies and gentlemen. I, we I knew did we it, could baby. do it. That's right. Just right. <laughs> act like we've been there before. I, I, I just, I want to, I want to kind of stick with the Chiefs defense. Like so far right now, outside of the Cardinals game, I mean, the Chiefs defense has clearly been the best part of the team. All right, they won the game against the Chargers with a humongous pick six. They got stops in that game when they needed to. And then in this game, I mean, just so many bad things and then put in bad situations. They had fourth down stops. They got off the field. They they really only allowed how many woods? Really 14 points, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, right off the bat, Sky Moore, you know, had, they only that, allowed had one that sustained issue. drive the entire day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and and then they, you know, they couldn't get off the field late, even though they really did. But this defense has been really, really good, surprisingly good. Are they certified or imposter as a group that can carry this team until potentially the offense starts to get themselves together? Are they certified or imposter the ability to carry the team? I think they're certified. You do personally. Um, I'm buying into this defense. I, I just think that they've been really impressive so far this season. And I'm excited to what they to see what they really look like when Trent McDuffie comes back. Um, because it, it was such a small sample size, but it seems like they had so much confidence in him being a playmaker for them that I think he could add a lot. And Jalen Watson's been a great story, and he's actually played pretty well for them as a seventh-round rookie. But I just want to see how this defense continues to grow because I think they've been really impressive so far in the way that they've been able to dial up pressure and be pretty consistent so far this season. And then 
I think their edge rusher rotation is 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 better than I think we could have hoped that it would be this early in the season. Like, you know, George has been great. Carlos Dunlap has looked really good. Frank has even had a couple of moments here and there. Mike Dana, before he got injured, was actually looking really, really good. And so hopefully he's back this week. Like, I, I think their pass rush has actually been really, really good and a pleasant surprise. I, I'm on board with the defense right now. If you would have asked me this before the season, Ron, and I knew all of the injuries, I knew everything that was happening, my hesitation to say that they're certified would have been less about the Chiefs and more about the upcoming schedule because I would have been fearful of going up against the wide receivers and quarterback tandems that you're going to see in Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, Buffalo, and then potentially San Francisco, depending on what Trey Lance looks like at that given point in time. I no longer have quite the same amount of fear against those offenses as I did at the beginning of the year. Tampa's offense doesn't look the same. It's broken right now. Now, it could get back to normal before the end of the year, and their defense is damn good. They're still a contender, but they don't scare me. Las Vegas looks broken already, and we're only three games into the Josh McDaniels experience. Buffalo's really good, but they are so hurt right now, and they've got so many issues going on that I, I just don't have the same fear for them. And Jimmy G's at quarterback for San Francisco. We know what that offense is with them. It's fine, but it's not something that should fear you. So to answer your question, I think they're certified. I think they would have been certified either way, but now with the schedule being what it is as well and not being quite as daunting as what I expected it to be, I think they really are certified. And if they had McDuffie and Willie Gay over the next four weeks, I, I think not only would they be certified, but I think they'd be in contention for like maybe a top five defense in the NFL this year as a result. And see, that's why I got to be the bad guy and I got to say imposter. See what you just said there, man. They're, I mean, they're they're losing folks and they're and they've got key injuries, right? And you know, you can hold it together a little bit, and then you can hold it together without having Willie Gay against the Colts, who I don't think they're a great offense that scares you. When you start, because here's my problem: they got they still to me, even though there's been some improvements, they got one pass rusher that I can honestly depend on, and as we talked about before. Like their their defensive ends, their guys coming off the edge, like like they, they they're not rushing the passer with ease. They get a lot of effort coverage sacks and bull rushes, and there's not any kind of sudden guy that can change the thing except for Chris Jones. He's the only one, and so you're losing a starter in Willie Gay, and not just a starter, but a guy that I I think could have been one of your top special players on that unit and he was playing that way before he got suspended. You lose McDuffie, 3-5 is doing the best he can. It feels like to me, man, God, boy, just hold on every week is what I'm thinking with him. Just hold on, hold on. I just think that got too many injuries. Mike Dana, also a guy that's hurt, that's out. I just think the injuries they have, the lack of pass rush that they have, combined with losing a guy like Willie Gay, those offenses – I. I'm nervous as hell. I'm nervous as hell when it when it comes to what they're going to look like moving forward. If they had those guys, I may I may feel different. But I, I'm really concerned with the loss of Willie Gay, McDuffie, and their lack of pass rush. I hope it gets better. I hope it improves. Dunlop had some flashes that made you feel better about things. Obviously, forced to turn over, but mm, I, I can't go. I can't go certified yet on that.
there's two things wrong that they need to do if they're going to be certified and it's big time plays. So fourth down so far, opposing teams against the chiefs are eight for 11. That's got to improve. The other thing is in the red zone. They are also eight for 11 on touchdowns against the chiefs. Once they get into those big time conversion spots or the big time red zone situations, they're converting at an alarming rate against the chiefs defense. If they're going to be certified, like I think they can be, they've got to be able to come through in those big spots. Yeah. I do think they, they got to force more turnovers too. They, they and they don't do that either, back. right? Yeah. They don't do that either. That, they don't do that to offset things. Yeah. I, I think that's my biggest gripe with, with them so far this season. And I do think I didn't mention Willie Gay, but when they get Willie Gay back, it's going to be massive because I, I do think he was that important to this defense. And I do too, but they don't get Willie Gay back for three more games, right? Yeah, but I, I also think that the schedule, like when you look at it now, it's not quite as daunting as, as we once thought it was. Like, I mean, we saw what San Francisco just did uh, against Denver on Sunday night football. And, and we saw, like, we've seen what the Raiders are doing, and that defense is a total disaster. Yeah, that, I mean, that, but that San Francisco defense will keep the game really tight. Like, I mean, it, it, I just we'll, – we'll see. I love what they've done so far, and they have been the leading force. Like, one game without Willie Gay against the Colts, that's one thing. Now now we're, we're starting to roll these other games, and you don't have them. And – that's the part, though. What leads? What is the most likely thing to lead to turnovers? Pressure that leads to probably interceptions, and that is something that they they, they struggle to do, except for one guy. And teams are going to probably do all the thing they can to take away that one guy. And and I don't know. That's that's just my concern. When they get their pieces back, I'm with you. I think they got a chance to be a top ten, maybe top five defense. We'll see when that happens. We'll see what happens. All right, predictions. All right, I'm gonna fill it. All right, they're they're in Tampa, potentially Minneapolis. Have they have they made a call on that? Yes, it's Tampa. It's not moving. It, it, it was officially announced today by the NFL. They will keep the game in Tampa. Just keep your eyes open. Maybe U.S. Bank Stadium might. <laughs> you, be you don't here. need to. It's it's gonna be at Raymond James Field. On Never know. All right. Um, I'll go. I'll, I'll fill the Chiefs in this game. I think the Bucks. Now they're gonna get guys back. But I still – I don't think it's just Tom Brady doesn't have his guys. I think the guys that he, we don't we know aren't coming back are issues, and that's those guys up front. Um, so I, I, I think the Chiefs win. Uh, I'll go I'll go 28-14. I think they I think they win pretty comfortably. Yeah, I, I think that Tampa's defense is really, really good. Like they can present a lot of problems, but I do also think there's something to the competition that they've had so far this season. And I know that they just played Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers offense is kind of a disaster right now. Like their offensive line is kind of just barely pieced together. They're doing this weird timeshare thing because David Bakhtiari's healthy and he's not healthy. They have no pass catchers like, and then they got Cooper Rush for a half and Jameis Winston and the Saints offense that's just all over the map. Like, I think that the Bucks defense is really, really good, but I don't think they've had like a really, really strong test yet. And we've seen this secondary, which is basically the same secondary they've had for the last several years. We've seen them get exposed in the past, and I think you can still find a way to do that. I just have to believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to show up, is going to bring his A game. I think all the Shaq Barrett comments are going to piss off this offensive line. Primetime game. I, I just think the Chiefs are going to do enough to get it done. You're I've gonna, got them winning 28 to 21. You're going to do it, aren't you, BK? You're going to do it, aren't you? 
So I was going to, but I think that if they found a way to pull out that game against Indy, I would be picking the Bucks this week. Them losing that game and having to respond and the Bucks winning the way that they did. Or, oh, God, they they lost. I, I, <laughs> they lost on that team. Ladies and gentlemen, they lost to the game. Packers. It just <laughs> snuck up on BK. Just snuck up on BK. I was in L.A. Been a rough weekend for your boy. I, I decided not to go to the Cardinals game on Friday night while I was in Los Angeles, Ron. I don't know if you saw, but Albert Pujols not hit not only 699, but also 700. 700, too. Night. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was a great thing. Um, yeah, screw it. I, I'm taking the Bucks. 2120. Um, I, I'm worried about the offense right now. I don't think that it's right. I think this is a really close game. I think both of these teams kind of mirror each other and what's happening right now. They both have very good defenses. Their offenses just don't look quite right. And I, I think they're both going to ask their defense to carry them in this game. And I think the Bucks defense is slightly better than what the Chiefs have right now. So screw it. Yeah, I'm going with it. I'm going to take the Bucks 21-20. I've waffled up all week long on this one. I might as well go ahead and go with my gut. It seems like just the that the Bucks lost to the Packers last week just sent you over the edge. <laughs> no, you pushed me. You pushed me there. I was I, I was ready you. to take the leap of faith with the Chiefs. And he said, no, 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 no. Don't do that. I said, okay. All right. I, I won't and, do it. In his defense, I have looked at that score multiple times this week. Like, wait, they lost that last week, right? Yeah, 14-12. Because like, I keep thinking Tampa's 3-0. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now who'd they lose to? Oh, yeah, it was last week to the Packers. Just last week. Yep. America's game of the week. I'm still not sure I buy it. I, I, I think that game's under protest. All right. Yep. Just like the game's <laughs> being played in Minneapolis coming up on Sunday. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we'll see what we do. Hopefully, BK is uh, is wrong uh, for Chiefs fans out there and that the Chiefs get a uh, a big win because uh, they want to fall too much. Like, that's the thing is the way that things have have, have started to shake shake out a little bit like that, that home field advantage is a little bit still more out there. The West doesn't seem to be as good as we thought it was going to be. And what Miami is doing up there in the East means like Buffalo doesn't just have the walk that we thought maybe they would. So, uh, Ron, this, I, this, do you agree with this? I think there are more good teams than I expected there to be. I think there are fewer great teams, though, than I expected there to be. I think the NFL is just really condensed this season compared to what I, I was I don't. Listen, I'm impressed by Philadelphia, but I don't think I don't know that I've seen a great team. Like you can't right. give me Buffalo, man. You, they, they dropping back 63 times. Yeah. Like you can't. Like they can't run the ball. So I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm not ready to go just great there. I know they had some injuries, but that don't have nothing to do with them dropping back 63 times in a four quarter game. Good God Almighty! Should use James James Cook more. They should use somebody more. Singletary something. We are out.